Peeking out the window, I watched Noah limp down the pathway behind his mom. The sunshine caught the golden highlights in his hair, making him look like a grungy angel fallen from the clouds. An injured one, that is, with the metal brace that was attached to his leg, glinting in the sun. Seeing the brace sent a chill down my back when I remembered the buggy wreck that had nearly killed Noah. A few weeks had passed, but my knees still felt like jelly when I pictured that rainy night on the road and the blur of the giant truck heading straight for Noah and his horse, Rumor. I shivered, closing my eyes. If I'd lost Noah on that fateful night, a part of me would have died also. I couldn't even imagine a world without him. It would be as if the sun disappeared from the sky. My heart wouldn't have recovered, and that's why I had to be brave right now. I couldn't live without him, and somehow I had to make my decision to become Amish work, so that the two of us would never be torn apart again. When I opened my eyes, Noah was gone, and I suddenly felt very alone in a foreign world. The murmurings of the strange language behind me didn't help the feeling of displacement I was experiencing either. If my ears and eyes weren't deceiving me, I really was in some faraway land. Dad's voice drifted into my mind. You know, Rose, no one is holding a gun to your head to do this. You can back out any time. My belly tightened at the remembrance of his words. It still amazed me that my dad was allowing me to move into the Amish society to be with Noah. Of course, his reasons were less than honorable for sure. Tina, dad's girlfriend, had talked him into believing that his baby girl would run home after a week or two of living the harsh and restrictive lifestyle of the Amish. They'd both be in for a big surprise, I inwardly vowed, despite my uneasy feelings. Whenever the little doubts would eat away at me, I'd think about the first time that Noah had kissed me, and liquid warmth would coat my insides, giving me strength. Even now, with the heat of sunshine through the window warming my face, I could smell the leaves and the pine of the hidden forest clearing, and feel his lips moving on mine. Our secret rides into the trees, which I'd nicknamed the Fairywood, because of the hazy, magical feel of the place, were the most wonderful moments of my life. Knowing that there would be many more of those times waiting for us in the future made me smile. As long as Noah and I were together, everything else would be all right. The sudden stillness in the air told me that they were all gathered, waiting for me to turn around. Trying to be brave, I sucked in a quick breath, cleared my mind of anxiety, and turned to face my audience. I was immediately met by six serious faces. Five men and one lone woman greeted me with what could only be described as wariness. I recognized the bishop straight off with his Abraham Lincoln features and long, snowy beard. His eyebrows were as white as his beard and were bushy on his jutting brow. 
I'd hoped that the sight of him wouldn't instill as much fear in me as it had the first time I'd seen him, so long ago now. Unfortunately, he still gave me the jitters. Really, this whole scene wouldn't have been as bad if I'd had some warning. I couldn't blame Noah. He had been taken by surprise as much as I had, to learn that mere moments after I'd arrived at the Hirschbergers, who, for lack of a better description, were my new Amish foster parents, I would be ambushed by a meeting with the bishop and ministers.